Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jacko. Answering your calisthenics questions, helping you to redefine your impossible. If you want more great content from us, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we've got a great YouTube channel where you can get in touch with us and ask your questions there. Let's get into these questions now. Hey guys and girls, um, Tim and Jack here. We've got another podcast for you from um, a guest one that we did with Skin Proverb. Um, and Luke, who started Skin Proverb, is a really good friend of mine, played rugby with him for a long time. And he started up, um, he's been in the, the health um, and beauty industry, shall we say, which is very much outside of my comfort zone, which, which you'll find out in terms of using moisturizers and things. But Tim gives us a good bit of detail about um, the usage of such moisturisers and things, which um, is part of what um, Luke's business is about. But um, I mean, these boys don't, good looks don't come for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's no surprise that I actually look older than you. Um, but um, yeah, Luke, Luke's a great guy, and is the ethos he stands for um, is fueled by life. He used to, um, he's literally that is that has been his long before he started his business. That was like how his own sort of tagline and. Our coach used to think he had ADHD because he was just <laughs> almost um, so full of energy that um, it's difficult to, to, to control sometimes. But um, it's, it's infectious and I hope you enjoy um, listening to him, uh, his energy that he has for what he's doing. And um, he's been doing some calisthenics with us for, for a little while. So it's interesting to see how, his, um, how he aligns with the sort of redefining your possible um, with calisthenics and with what he's trying to do. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I'm really excited to be here today, um, spending some time with Tim and Jacko from At School of Calisthenics, which I'm glad I pronounced right, because Tim says he's going to walk out the next time I pronounce it. Um, it's a stumbling block. It's something we're working on. We can talk about Tim's OCD and perfectionism later. But we're here today, um, really excited, warming up for um, the launch of At Proverb Skin, our new project, Men's Skincare, which is aimed at inspiring men's a healthier, better skin, body and mindset. And we're going to do a series, um, and this is the first one, um, on basically what inspires us. You know, as business people, as anyone in life, you're always looking for people that inspire you. You're always looking for new ideas. When we sat around discussing men's skincare, we were all a bit like, how are we going to engage with men? Are they really buying it? And we'll be glad to know later that Tim's already a big fan of whatever he tells you, babyface Tim. So, um, yeah, we've been out there and is undoubtedly, you know, two of the people that inspire Jules and I in our trainings, you might have seen if you've followed us on Insta stories and Facebook is um, their training and the way they approach it. But I'll let them tell you a bit more about it and I'll introduce you first to Jacko, is how I met these guys. Jacko has the amazing record of having played for the same rugby team for 25 years at Nottingham and that's where we first met, where I was lucky to play with him for four years at the peak of his career, um, where he was killing it. But to have played from what age? Well, my, my, my claim to fame at Nottingham Rugby is I played for every single team except for the ladies. Wow. Well, <laughs> is, so, is it too late to break to find that? So, uh, <laughs> so I started 1988 and I've got a trophy upstairs to prove it. Is, it, um, is that what the new haircut's about? Is that where you're going? <laughs> throwback. Well, actually, I've been inspired by Jules today. I'm thinking, what happens if I yeah. get that down, get the size? No, I, I quiffed this. I quiffed yeah. this yesterday. I got it blow dried yesterday. I got it cut and I quiffed it. 
And uh, I, I reckon I could have outquiffed you. <laughs> yeah. Mine's, I need some help actually. I've got too much product in mine today. Too much? Yeah. There's no such uh, thing. Right. Oh. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> We've already gone to Mel Groom. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're being boring. No, so right. How do we look today? Yeah, for, for any ladies listening, this is genuinely what happens when four dudes get together. Yeah. We don't talk about anything else of their own vanity. Yeah. They don't yeah. talk about it outside <laughs> the living room. Oh, right, no. no. So the only team we didn't play for was the ladies, which is understandable. Yeah, it was a, that was a difficult one to try and tick off. But you killed it, which is awesome. And we obviously got to play together first, yeah, yeah. which was hugely exciting. And it was it was nice of you to step down from the dizzy heights of Harlequins no, and the Premiership well, and join us down in the dizzy the the dungeons uh, of the Championship. But you you were graced with um, Meadow Lane, so it's true. We do to get to play, play it somewhere pretty decent. It was awesome. Jack actually tells me that your athletic ability is something to behold for a big guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very kind of him to say so. I've always, I mean, we, we. <laughs> the best um, thing about Sheriff when he's playing, right? It's literally, we can, you can have your game plan, your thing, just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> that good. Just, yeah, just, good. Just, no, no, I just <laughs> literally. It's either that good or that uncoachable. <laughs> <laughs> just do whatever you want. And we're just like, he, everyone else do that, you just do whatever you want. But no, I was. It worked. I think, and like, well, we are, I'm proverb is about honesty. Um, I loved playing in the Premiership and, and the opportunity and and everything that came with it. But ultimately, when I decided to, to make a change and, and not progress, other, you know, not go other places I could have gone, it was because I felt like I'd done a lot of what I was going to achieve maybe, and that isn't me being defeatist. I think it was just a case of other things in my life taking importance. And so the chance to come to Nottingham and play for what was genuinely in terms of team, like hashtag Proverbs Zoom, it was just amazing. Like that group of guys, what they achieved with that little budget... Yeah. And, and obviously we got to play Miller Lane, but just again, Glenn Delaney recruitment, whatever else was amazing. Like we we put a team together for three or four years that was as good, if not better, than Exeter, and you can see where Exeter are now. Yeah, like, if we'd had the right off-field backing, yeah. but it's easy to um, say. Like the year they went up, we beat them in the first yeah first round of the playoffs. Yeah. but then they smoked us after well, yeah. and the rest is history. But like that's the level that's the level we got to match for for one day. And obviously, Jacko <laughs> Jacko kindly sort of mentioned athletic ability he was he was himself renowned for just being a bit of a freak and um yeah i think i think flexibility we talked about this before not that to, was not, a strong point for you no no oddly for me oddly for me like you know talking about body and preparation like for me that still remains one of the things that i think protected me for a long time because i had very few injuries and was yeah. like very lucky considering the position i played like getting battered about all week um, so like that combination of being and at the time like I'm now two and a half stone lighter than I was when we played and everyone's like oh yeah. you've lost weight I was like yeah but you don't need to carry yeah. you know, mm-hmm. two and a half stone around when you're just doing calisthenics <laughs> calisthenics um, and uh, and that's what's been so fun about it is like learning new things you can do with your body etc but on the flip side being six foot four does have its challenges when you're trying to do yeah, you know, yeah. some of the stuff you're doing. And you're deceptively is. tall. I don't think yeah, yeah. of you as someone like like what would like like second row is like Rousey Morley be like yeah. six five. Well, Rousey uh, Morley and I were the same. And Morley was taller. He was six six. But okay. Rousey's only six five. Yeah. So like yeah, you don't look particularly when you like you know when when you were two and a half stone heavier, yeah. you're bigger as Why well. Like you just don't. I would have never have guessed that's how tall you were. Well, if someone joined, you'd go yeah. six one, six two. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, <clears throat> I mean, when you step out into normal life, we call it inverted commas, you do realise like, oh, I'm quite tall because if you spend your whole life with 
Yeah. Six or five guys that you stand next to in the scrum or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel tiny. I'm like five, yeah. ten, and yeah. like eighty-five kilos. But and then... that's the good thing about what you guys do is it's for anyone. Yeah. Like, you know, all shapes and sizes. Obviously, you know. Hopefully, you're getting into shape while you're doing it, if that's what you want to do. Um, but let's get back to the point, which is really inspired. Like Jacko's story is really inspiring. Obviously, sadly, had to retire. Other than you would like. Yeah. Um, ever so slightly. At <laughs> a year. I had a year left on my contract, um, and I was potentially toying with the idea of like carrying on another. If that year went alright, go carry on for another year or so. If anyone would give me a contract, um, but uh, I'd had a number of head injuries during my career, um, and then I had, and they were sort of progressively getting worse. And at the time, wasn't aware of the sort of um, progressive effect of these or the cumulative effect yeah. of the head injuries. And then I had um, one in training that was just. We're playing touch at the beginning. It was in pre-season. Classic. Um, yeah, we played. We played London. My last game was we played London Irish in a pre-season. And we were playing Loughborough the next week, and in I can't remember what, it was early, early on in the week. We were playing touch, and it was even two of us on the same team. Um, I was, it was Alex. Oh, you want to play with yeah, Alex Shaw? Yeah, kickback. Yeah. Yeah. It's kickback coffee now. So yeah, his big head. I yeah, massive head. <laughs> but I'm not tall enough. To, to run yeah, I'm not tall enough to run into. So I apparently I can't remember anything that happened that day. But I apparently ran into his shoulder. So my jaw hit his shoulder. Um, but then I know like Savage. One of the lads said he like initially like laughed because I just hit the deck. Like it was just funny. Like I just hit the deck like a sack of spuds. Yeah. But then started having a fit on the pitch, and everyone then sort of went, "Whoa!" Well, um, put me in the recovery position, um, and then. And yeah, I saw you. Then. I reckon a month later at the first game at Meadow Lane, came to watch. Okay. And you could tell, like you weren't right then. Yeah, I wasn't and right. I, for and I know it took a, a long good time. Good few. I was. You had a you, one of the things that really kind of hit everything because I'm I'm at Jacko about the same time that you would actually I met you before. You met me before that because you were talking about we were talking about Jacko. You met me just for my so, wedding because you introduced me to carb backloading, which I oh, did for like carb backloading. Did four weeks Save before that my for wedding. Later, <laughs> 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 you know, really <laughs> That sounds advanced, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Oh my goodness. Uh, but t- yeah, so I met Tim, uh, yeah, and shared this. Um, but it, when you meet someone and they're like, they're training and he's going, yeah, and this, and then like, the whole, well, yeah, but otherwise, I don't want to go into the whole car battle. But it was an interesting thing, and I was like, right, I need to get to know this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. But they, um, but yeah, so I met Jackie before that, and then we sort of were getting to know him as he went through that departure from rugby and, and understanding the head injury and getting actually some clarity and some confirmation as to what had happened and and sort of how that was kind of mapping out with the career but I remember you just telling me afterwards that you like you were studying in cult one day and I don't want to embarrass you but it's about honesty but yeah, literally yeah. crying because you couldn't decide what yogurt to make to, yeah. to choose because yeah. the, the, the head injury impacted you to that level yeah it like so it just affect like your brain's injured and like okay. you know, it shows up on scans and whatnot but um yeah I stood in I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was a bit like, you know when you like yeah, go, I know something's wrong with me, and then you're like, I'm now actually quite worried about what's wrong with me. Oh, yeah. I was stood in, I wanted, to, I wanted to have something to eat, so I walked into, well I had to, this was actually the day after, and you had to have someone um, with you, my wife had to go to work, so I stayed with my sister for the day, um, and she took her kids to the park, so we went, went to the park with them, and I just wasn't feeling, I was getting headaches, and just yeah. not feeling great, so... I was walking back to her house, and I guess I probably shouldn't have been on my own, but um, 
I was like walking past Carpenter and I, I fancy something. I actually think I'm, I'm hungry for something to eat. So I'm walking, walking through and I was just like, I was a bit of a zombie at the time. I remember mm-hmm. feeling like a zombie and seeing, um, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a yogurt. I can't have you. And then I was like looking and it was just like, the, and maybe this is actually a fault of common supermarkets. We're talking about this. Like, <laughs> in, in Aldi, go in Aldi. Yeah, well, one, 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 one. That's why I'm Aldi. Walking, go, all these different yogurts. It was too much for me. I don't know if anyone else has found that. Aldi could be twice the price. I'll still go there. <laughs> I don't have to choose. I mean, and Kirsty doesn't spend hours deciding. Well, it's like the, the 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 choice was too literally, which is yeah, it doesn't happen. It's not happened since, luckily. But one of the amazing things about about calisthenics is is when Jackie got involved with Headwear as a charity is the, the brain is like any of the muscle. You need yeah. to train it. So yeah. starting to get into the idea of us learning to move in new ways and learning new skills, that's actually been... I'm sure like brain yeah. specialists would say that that's a massively beneficial thing for you because you're yeah. starting to repair some of the damage that was potentially done as yeah. a result of the, well, of the head injury. They used to think that the brain wasn't sort of malleable like that, but yeah. Plasticity, neuroplasticity. Yeah. Mm. So there's a brilliant book called The Brain That Changed Itself, which I'll send you a copy and put a link into this, which is exactly what you just described, which is this concept that people realise exactly how trainable the brain is. But the guy that wrote it's dad actually, I think I'm right saying dad had a stroke and everyone was like, well, you know, that's unfortunately yeah, that's it. what happens. And, you know, and he was basically physically back to the capacity of like a toddler, like mm. crawling. And then, so this guy took him outside and like made him crawl. And was like, well, if you can read, if you can teach a toddler from crawling to walking, yeah. why can't you yeah. use up the capacity in the brain to basically work around the injury. Um, and I can't remember exactly what stage it got to, but I mean, they got him on two feet and... Well, that's massive, like, for yeah. thinking think things like Alzheimer's and dementia, oh, actually, yeah. like, that yeah. constant... We think about physical training, but so many people stop physical training when they get older, for whatever reason, mm. they fall out of it. And, and I always like this idea that people say, you don't get get weak because you get old, you get weak because you stop training. Totally. And it's that yeah. same thing, like, we, 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 cons- we should be more concerned about physical training longevity, but also, like, what are we doing to stimulate yeah. our brains? Like, some of the most alive people I've ever met, like, when I used to work as a scuba diving instructor in Australia. So, so see you doing that. Yeah. You could profile Tim and someone said, what did you do in the past? I was like, bummed around Australia. So was like, you want to scuba? <laughs> Guys crocodile dundee boots on. I was that guy. But I got, I got a, someone bought this is, it, guy. is that or is that not how you met your wife? You went to school. Yeah, in Zanzibar, yeah, it is actually, I just Zanzibar. Got in Zanzibar. Yeah, it's actually I just Zanzibar. Spent a year there. But in Australia I got this guy brought to one day and his, his grandkids had bought him a birthday present. And he was a, he was a fighter pilot in the war and, and an incredible guy called Stan. And um he was he was eighty years old, but like one of the most alive people I've ever met. And he was like, Oh he me up the next week, I can't come next week to him, I can't come for my lesson because I'm getting a shipment in from Southeast Asia. I've got this business going on, he's working, he's doing a PhD, like unbelievable. My favourite thing was about the first time he rocked up, this is a complete sidetrack, but it's worth saying, is he'd, uh, he'd forgotten his false teeth. So we were swimming around the pool and the regulator kept on falling out of his mouth. So I'd like literally just hold it in for him. Like, so we do a few laps of the pool and he's, he goes like helpful and he's absolutely hammering around. And he comes up, spits his regulator, and goes, "I'll go to him." I go, "You're flipping amazing." I don't care if you've got your no teeth in. But he rocks up. He goes, "I said to him, do you want a wetsuit?" And he goes, "No, I bought mine." And I thought, "Crikey, this is going to be good." He's going to move on from the from the war. Comes out brand new, ripped. Oh curl, no! Top <laughs> of the flipping business. Yeah. Well, well no, I mean, we've got a guy seventy. Well, he's seventy this year. So he's, he doesn't tell you he's sixty nine. He always says, "I'm seventy this year." Graham mm. comes to. Been on our workshops, got all off of been training programs. Is constantly posting videos of him on, on social media, doing back levers and front levers. Of like he's um, at seventy. He's or a truck driver. 
Yeah, he's, he's a truck driver for, I think, like 50 years or something. But um, this does, actually, I mean, you say Sajak, this feeds exactly back into where we want that app proverb scheme to be, which is about it coming from the mindset first, about helping people be inspired to feel better in whatever they want to do, have the capacity to succeed in whatever they do, whether that just be happy, whether that be good at work. And obviously from our part, yeah, we do the skincare and the finishing touches and we're really passionate about that, but it comes from an understanding of like yourself and you know, what you can achieve and that's why I sort of love your redefine your impossible tagline. I think it's awesome. It goes well with hashtag life fueled. Um, <laughs> but it is really important and like you say, you're talking about the, the brain the brain side of it and that, that mental activation, you know, links into diet. It all links in, right? It links into diet, you know, I've just been trialing a new diet, which actually I think is one I'm gonna stick with, which is a guy called Art Devaney, a new evolutionary diet. And actually it shouldn't be called a diet. I've never liked the word diet because it implies you're doing it for the short term, whatever. Whatever we eat is our diet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um but his is particularly interesting I was saying to Jacko earlier because his encompasses the mindset side of it. It's like actually for me, yeah I want I think we should eat this from the you know from what we've evolved to eat and how it affects us in terms of our health and long term benefits. But actually the way you apply yourself to it is what he's about. He's about think young, crawl around on the floor, run around with your kids, like all the stuff you want to be able to or should want to be able to yeah. do when you're older is actually starts in the way you approach it uh, in your mindset and that's why you guys using the tagline redefine impossible is so awesome because actually you have to approach it right first before you're going to achieve it and yeah, we talk a lot about getting back to the idea of play and that was the, the big thing like jack and i it's, it's worth just reiterating the point that we both came from rib backgrounds yeah i didn't quite reach the dizzy heights of the championship and more like midlands level five but um <laughs> I had uh, I'd, I'd been the, the recipient of multiple shoulder dislocations and I had two mm. reconstruction surgeries and um, I got to a point where I wanted to learn to handstand because that was going to be the, the reason right. why I thought if I, if I could handstand that was showing my shoulder was stable I could yeah. actually have some confidence in it. So I started playing around with some stuff. My wife's South African and they've got a, a beautiful house down outside Cape Town that overlooks the sea and I'm like mm. I just want to be outdoors and I want to train. I don't want to be stuck inside the gym. I want to learn something new. Um, and then this this idea of just actually starting to experience the play of it actually failing and having to continually like mm-hmm. pick yourself back up. It's not like going to the gym and lifting a bar and going, well, that bar's too heavy, so I'm just going to take two and a half kilos off it. It's actually about going, I need to really persevere to get something. But I got I pulled Jacko into it when I got back from, from South Africa that year, and, and we then got into the gym, and people come up to us and go, what are you boys doing? Because it looks like you're messing about. And we literally went that's exactly what we're doing. Like, we yeah. didn't know anything. We had no gymnastics yeah. background, no parkour, yeah. no breakdancing, nothing that would lend itself. We actually, if you're going to start calisthenics, two shoulder reconstructions is pretty much the worst place you can say, start yeah. from. To do a human flag yeah. is exactly the position where I would dislocate That's it. exactly the thing they tell you not to, put your hand above your head and put and it through. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Don't. And when I remember when I first tried it, I said, I remember saying, Jack, this is dodgy for me. And we, yeah. we plugged away at it, and this is feeding into a much bigger picture of where we are now. But right at the beginning, it was literally about Jack and go, Tim, can you do a handstand on that? I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of wobbly, it's a beer keg. Yeah, I'll give it a go. And we were literally just yeah. messing about. Well, that was once you could actually do it. Like yeah. before that, it was just falling over on the floor and just looking stupid in the gym. Yeah. Like must, we were say, which is ideal for me because I'm more than happy <laughs> to look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. The, first time I did a, the first time I did a frog stand, I just smashed my nose on the floor. Yeah. Like there's not many people that come on our genuinely and this isn't blowing smoke there's not there's there's not many people if any that come on our like beginners workshops or try a frog stand for the first time and are worse than I was <laughs> it's actually that is actually true not many people actually face in this straight away it's the same with Luke because you you'll either if he's not in the gym his his house is on a street which is a massive massive hill 
and you'll either catch him like hopping up the street <laughs> or even better than that is so on Thursday mornings we'll go to the gym together and uh, we'll be hopping hopping in the gym and you get all these sort of gym beach weight meatheads like looking at you like what pick up a dumbbell <laughs> yeah, stop, yeah. stop hopping up and down the gym it's, yeah. it's you know but it's but fun Jack and I've talked about it's like I like that stuff I still go back to it occasionally but ultimately, I want to be able to like do that stuff when I'm 60. Yeah, I want to be able to race down the golf course when I hold the winning part. I want to be able to do a bike still <laughs> when I'm 60. That's yeah, I mean. yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, we were joking. Ben, the other founder of Proverb, who you get introduced to at a later date, um, him and I are actually running a bit of a lifelong competition now based on you know, which diet is going to help you live longest. So I've taken on... A new evolutionary diet for Mark Devenian. <laughs> he's a plant-powered fan of Rich Roll, so watch his face. It might take you a while. He's a vegan. He's uh, a, yeah. 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 Well, I'm in that direction myself, so I can't criticize yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of good support for it, and in fact, that's why we're doing this project. Because you know, I'm all about this like explosive, fun, yeah, feeling energetic, running around doing crazy stuff, and and obviously the books and the research I read have led me to think that the diet I'm on fits that, and it's been great so far but obviously ben is about like running 100k yeah you know like doing the marathon to start up he's just like how far can i push yeah. my body and it still goes you know in a sort of 24 hour period mm. he just randomly amazing guy just randomly sadly you know a friend of his daughter's is struggling and needs you know needs to raise money for some some health care um and uh he was just like, all right well i'll just ride my bike for 24 hours at the school fate and like the day before the school fate, got on his bike, his turbo, and sat there for 24 hours. And by the time the school fate had opened, he'd done 24 hours, raised 10,000 yeah. pounds. And then he just had like, a kid like two, three days before or something like that. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he has done something since having their latest yeah. job. And he's just like, so we're just, we're, we're, we're running this concurrent competition. Because, yeah, we're all about finding the truth. And, yeah, it's different for everyone. So we'll see, um, we'll give it, uh, yeah. give it 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to us and... He's That's a hell of a longitudinal study design. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it forty years. I know exactly. Well, so Tim just mentioned longitudinal studies. Yeah. Um, so Tim's a bit more of a scientist. Is that fair to say, Jacko? Not, not taking the. I mean, no, he's a teacher. Jacko. Well, I have Jacko. got a first class degree in a, a master's of materials engineering, but oh, yeah, okay, Tim's right. recently done sports science uh, masters. Obviously, <laughs> <so, laughs> yeah. Jacko's not in the slice bit. I'm an MBQ in scuba diving. You know, but we, yeah, we talked about qualified science teacher. It's the truth. Well, that's true. And he did took out. You took a year out rugby and went part time, didn't you? Mm. Be a rugby. Sit down. It's not about you now. He's a squad driver. I literally know nothing. There was a lot, a lot of ego in the room. But it's interesting because one of the things we've done with Provo is it's natural, it's organic, it's clean, it's been certified by people, you know, the EWG in America. So that you know it's it's safe and our ingredient choices are what stands apart. We we're talking about this, but also we wanted to prove that it works. So we've gone had it demonstrably tested, made sure that we've done moisture. Well, if you can studies. make me look as young as Tim, well, that's a challenge. That, 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 that would be we're a challenge. We're going to make a start. It's just simple. We're just going to make you shave and dye your grey. But it's important to us this whole like testing, like making sure it works, like understanding, like putting like processes in place to see that it's working, giving people a regime. So we've got four by four by four, which is four products, four minutes, four moves to kind of make it tangible, but also give yourself like a foundation to say, you know, don't just use it, but use it in this way. And then we'll see, then you'll see the results. Then you'll see how it works. Mm -hmm. Which obviously, while you guys have been so successful, if I may say like, 
when I've done some research and watched other guys do what you do, um, no one's had the capacity to, like, I suppose, teach it fundamentally, but also you know, put it together in a way that is logical and progressive. And yet everyone wants to have fun, but you've still got to put that science yeah. and training behind it. So when, did you, is that just something natural or was that a plan at the well, beginning? Obviously, school, someone... of, school of calisthenics yeah. is a bit of a clue. But... Yeah. yeah, but just pick up on what actually calisthenics is. Yeah, so yeah. it comes from yeah, yeah it comes from the, from the two Greek words um, kalos and stenos, which means beauty and strength, um, and this idea which, that which one is which? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, we'll leave that off later. Um, <laughs> but we uh, send in your votes. It's actually like the oldest form of training. Like people have got. I like to look at this and romanticize it in my head because I think yeah. it's exciting. It's cool, but like people got strong for years like to survive the the millions of years that humans have been on the earth whatever it is we've done a pretty good job without barbells (laughs) I did human evolution as a degree alright so we can discuss the length of time I don't know if my time frame is correct or not we've been been hominids for millions of years okay but I think the barbell was invented 1918 1920 something like that so we've only really had free weights and then resistance machines um, which we don't need to talk about like (laughs) ever recent period (laughs) Like but like do. people won wars, like people, people like crossed the sea. Gladiators, the, yeah. They, 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 and what they were, okay, might have some rocks and some logs and whatever to pick up. But fundamentally, people got good at moving their own body weight. And you look at some of the best martial artists in in, in the past. There, they're just small guys, but they can produce a huge amount of force. Strength to weight ratio is really high. So we like to talk about this devolution of training. Like we're actually going back to the basics of where movement came from. And it's still about being strong. And it, it's actually not that much about like, the, the human flag being a beautifully strong thing. Like you look at it, it's just flipping great. Like one, it's impressive. Two, it looks it looks amazing. Most people think it's Photoshop still. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, Jules has asked if we can't do a, a fog to handstand on the day where the edit guys can just take a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we had a design day yesterday. I said, look, I'll just I'll stand like this. My hands in the air, and all you have to do is flip the upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just very or put you on a, if you're going to do that, we'll just put you on a flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll, just, yeah. I'll, I'll hold a flag that way. <laughs> but like, <laughs> this is why it's inspiring because, and I, I do urge people, and I, again, we'll do a podcast about it at some point about this Art Devaney book, The New Evolution Diet, because as I said, it is about this going back to mm. how we would have been. And his argument is you just have to look at some of the sculptures of yeah. like people's bodies back then they obviously look like rigs to yeah, yeah, their yeah. word yeah yeah, yeah. They're doing all right. <laughs> they, yeah you know and, and some of it is we've lost our evolution and we can we can spend hours talking about to what extent that genetic and, and our environment but you know we have lost some of that ability to sort of respond and behave you know as we would have done even like you say 200 years ago mm-hmm. we're not necessarily going to go back yeah. a thousand years ago it's like you know can you sprint you know like the amount yeah. of adults if you said to them let's have a race they'd be like oh and sprint I might hurt myself mm. like what what an odd position to be in I mean <laughs> yeah, everyone's, yeah. everyone's allowed their own things but like that fun side of it and that thought of as human it's like yeah, well, yeah. what it is to be human yeah. well, I read a book a couple of years ago, ago called um, uh, Natural Born Heroes um, and it, I, it just it was I read it on holiday but it was a great read because it, it, it I came out of it and I started talking to Jack about this idea of hero training like it taught the setting is around the world war I think it was, it was in Crete and particularly difficult terrain but these local guys who had these skills to, to just overcome the German insurgents um, and it, it got me thinking about this idea that if 
what is it what it take to be a hero like how much of that have we lost like could you run for your life if you needed to could you swim for your life and not mm. it's not actually good enough for me to swim for my life can i swim for the life of my wife like and, and going back to some of these basic things like we talked a lot at the beginning about i want to be strong outside the gym i actually don't care if you can back squat 200 kilos because it means nothing if you can't like actually apply that strength and we can yeah. take the ridiculous and go could you jump from a burning building well, I, would, I would fancy my chances of doing that as a trying to be more athletic than somebody who sits pounding away on a leg press and a flipping like abduction machine I, I, if I remember to correct me have you not saved a baby by doing a muscle up uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah please tell us I've actually climbed through two <laughs> strange windows on my estate yeah. um, to say one was the ground floor which I don't talk about as much less impressive but the, yeah the, the one the lady uh, <laughs> what estate do you live on <laughs> <laughs> one where people lock themselves out of their houses right. <laughs> so, uh, right. where is it near it's near Lamley yeah it's mm. a local joke um, yeah. But yeah, so someone just latest in tears just knocked on my door one day, I was working from home, and she says, I've locked myself out of my house, my baby's in, it's two weeks old. And I was like, what floor is it? And she's like, second floor. And I said, is there, do you like the doors open or anything, windows? And she said, I don't know. So I casually scaled the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> like, did a muscle up. 20 yeah, seconds later, like, I was in her front room. Did, did, did it repped out twice. Just like, oh, you want me to go now? Oh, right. <laughs> I like that idea. I've still got a lot of stuff to do, and the mixing of business and family and, and training doesn't mean that that means I don't get to do as much as I want to do. Like I don't get to do as much sprint training. I don't, I, I've, we were talking recently about getting back to agility. Like I've lost a lot of that since my sports days because training is an opportunity cost, right? Like you, you literally can't do all the yeah. stuff that you want to do. So I have to pick my priorities. Um, but I do like my, that mindset around actually. I want strength that I can play with. I want strength I can have fun yeah. with. But you, I mean, you said something in there which kind of is the whole premise. Is like being fit for life, right? It's yeah. like being life fueled, you know, being able to do the fun stuff, like and Basically. not over question. And, and that whole joke about being out to run the other guy. There's a joke about two guys, you know, on safari taking pictures of this line, which suddenly turns on, and one starts, you know, doing his trainers up, and the other guy's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, I need to outrun you." Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like you know, we're all a bit competitive, yeah. and it shouldn't necessarily be against the next guy, but it's against life. Something throws yeah. up at you, and you need to be able to react to it. And most of the time, hopefully, that's just fun. Hopefully, that's someone saying, mm. do you want to come and kick a ball about? Or your kid's saying, yeah. do you want to do something? Or you're just messing around with your mates. The thought, of, to me, of not being able to do that, because I've lapsed in terms of, like... Yeah. And everyone, everyone likes different things. Like, yeah. so, someone might want to do bodybuilding. They yeah. want yeah, to yeah. stand on stage in the pattern, because like, they yeah. want to do that, for whatever reason. Um, but something that... Um, when Tim come back from, as you saying, he was that trip when he came back from South Africa trying to learn how to handstand, and and we started working together a bit more. And I was like, finished playing rugby, always wanted to carry on training. So yeah. once I recovered from my head injury, I was like, back it in the weights. And I remember just doing bicep curls one day and looked at myself in the mirror and thought, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> surely you could do something a bit more fun. Or a lot of the other exercises I was doing were just things Joe Brun, our coach, our yeah. SNC coach, used to tell us to do. And I was like, I can do whatever I want. Like, why yeah. don't I do something fun? Like. I, I like training, but this isn't particularly like fun, and mm-hmm. and so, so this whole the whole like birth of or the the birth of the school calisthenics, and even before that, just our like movement into just training our body weight wise and calisthenics yeah. really just happened like naturally and organically. Yeah. To not sound like cheesy, but it genuinely did. It was like. Actually, I want to just enjoy doing a bit of training. At first, I was like, carried on doing bench because I was worried that I'd lose some strength and then gradually realised that actually there's a lot of stuff that's 
so hard in calisthenics is going to create enough stimulation yeah. and adaptation. If I can do that, I'm going to be strong enough. Yeah, yeah. and um, like enjoying training and being the outcome of like you achieve, like you know, you've been trying to do your frog stand to handstand and yeah. like, Brilliant. you know, that whole like the redefining impossible wasn't like us sitting around going, oh, let's set, let's, let's, what's what cool slogan could yeah. we have? We were literally like, remember when that used to feel impossible? It was like, yeah, it felt freaking brilliant the day. Like, one yeah, day yeah. you can't do a flag, the next day you come in, and, and it doesn't happen on one day, but there is a day where you actually it do it for the first thing. time. I, mean, I joke, but we were talking about like, me achieving something recently, the frog to handstand. And uh, two days before, when I was training in the morning, it was five o'clock, so I wonder whether that has to do it. But I was like, this doesn't feel any easier. Yeah. And then came back from a sprint session, was feeling sharp, like in the kitchen, just like, I think give that a go. Yeah. And like, yeah. Chris, like, you want me to stop cooking the gravy? Yeah, I do. If this comes off, I reckon gonna, I could nail it. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna make my day. But then, like, when you look, these things, there's loads of stuff we'll try now. You, the things you try when you first time, how did that feel? And you, you, when it at the beginning, you like, you, it just comes out and that you go, that feels impossible. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the redefining impossible is something that just came off the back of. How you felt. Yeah. Amazing. It's been fantastic. It's been obviously a lot of fun. I hope those guys are listening to it and those ladies have enjoyed it. We'll put all the notes in the notes section of the podcast. Hopefully there'll be some reactive version going out on the At School of Calisthenics podcast and obviously a lot of other social media stuff to look forward to with the activation day coming up. But yeah, share, like, get involved, engage in everything we're doing and fundamentally... Redefine the impossible and be fueled by life. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed it, guys, we'd really appreciate a five star review on iTunes. And if you want to put a one star one on that sort of fine, but we'll just delete it. <laughs> Until next time, class dismissed. <laughs>